We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, what is going on, my friend? Oh, bud. The uh, weather's going to warm up this week. Right as I'm getting, uh, right as I'm putting down another dose of the old COVID cocktail. Oh, boy. Now, if you don't don't know what COVID (laughs) cocktail is, that's, we're talking DayQuil, NyQuil, Mucinex, some... Tylenol to break that fever man it has been a it's been a week of yeah. a time for your man over here and I'm not having any fun it's uh yeah it seems like it's been a little rough for you well if I if I texted you or anyone else at all it's just because I was looking for sympathy <laughs> you know how you're like you're like I'm sick someone please talk to me you yeah. know yeah <laughs> stuff like that I need people to know that I might have long COVID and never get to do things again. <laughs> if I die, here are my dying thoughts. Bro, and that's a scary reality because this is the thing, like you hear about young people mm-hmm. still feeling effects like nine months later. Yeah. Uh, are these people that didn't wear masks? Sure. Are they people that didn't vaccinate? Yes, most likely. But there's still chances yeah. that like a healthy person who's vax boosted and masked, I'm scared right now. Yeah. But I... I can't, I can't explain to you how this has been. So when everyone's like, oh, it's just the flu, uh, no, the fuck it's not. Yeah. Because I'm just, I'm just sitting here like, uh, I don't know how that, like I'm walking down the hallway and I'm like, that took a lot of effort. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> I'm breathing heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, uh, I got to go pee, but I'm really tired. <laughs> <You know? laughs> is it worth getting up? Could I just go here? <laughs> I'm just making jokes, but my wife is so helpful. <laughs> my wife is so helpful. She's like, well, should I go get a bucket? And I was like, yeah, get a goddamn bucket. I'm just playing around. Okay. I'm trying to have some sense of fun here. A trash can uh, on a hose. Have <laughs> <laughs> you just siphon it to the, to the bathroom for me? But in all uh, honesty, uh, I am on the back half of this thing, and it has been uh, it has been eye opening, man. Because all we could do is just whatever the whatever the liberal media tells us to believe. You know what I mean? That's how we believed. If only you but, listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Rogan guy. Uh, jo- more of a Josh good. Josh Groban. All right. Okay. Different yeah. kind of different yep. kind of sound. Totally different. <laughs> He's still allowed to listen to him on Spotify. Absolutely, as you <laughs> not should. dropping racist information and misinformation. 
I'm the biggest Grobanite there is. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you don't know how you feel until you get to have this thing. And yeah. it's like, oh man, what if, you know, I don't know how it would feel if, uh, if I didn't have like vaccine and everything. Right. right. Yeah. So, That's and wild. conversely, uh, uh, my wife never got sick. Mm-hmm. She's just living here and I'm pretty sure she's the cure for COVID. So <laughs> If we could, <laughs> if we could break down her blood enzymes and, you know, create a cure like a, like for vampirism or something like that, it's, she's the cure. We at CDC, hey, come do some tests on Marissa Kuzer. Oh, man. Well, I'm it's, just saying, uh, and you, you've been in contact with people too, mm-hmm. and you didn't catch COVID. Well, it's weird. I, so I mean. You guys, power blood. I, I, I had symptoms, but. And I was in the same household with somebody who tested positive, who works from home and probably only could have caught it from me bringing it in the house. And I literally took six different tests and every single one of them came back negative, even though I felt like I had the exact same symptoms she did. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's wild. Do you buy those tests? No, like I legit went and got like three different PCR, four different PCR tests and two like antigen tests from like a place over on 135th. So all six came back negative. I I don't understand. Because if you buy these things, they're not cheap. Don't worry. It's only about six months away before our entire like form of currency falls and we're all bartering with rapid COVID tests. That's just going to become our standard governmental currency is these at-home COVID tests because they're so impossible to find everywhere. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better. So getting on the mend. Uh, I feel you, man. I feel you. And I'm like, you don't want to stop the meds either, especially when the NyQuil allows you to sleep nine hours. <laughs> now, I know that means I'm a druggie if I want to continue no. taking it. No. But like, when's, I mean, they say don't take medicine for more than seven days. If you need it more than seven days, they're like, see a doctor. So I'm like, well, I should probably take it all seven days. Right. I mean, even <laughs> though I'm get, starting to feel a little better, get your money's worth. I don't know, dude, but it's something, the syrup <laughs> it, over the pills, like the syrup knocks you the hell out. Yeah. Well, it gets into your system faster. I'm pretty sure. Sure does. I'm just like, <laughs> light me up. Like give it to me uh, an IV. It, and and what's it tastes disgusting by the way i hate it it says tastes like cherries i'm like i don't know where you're fucking buying these cherries <laughs> my wife my wife goes oh my gosh i love the taste of nyquil and i go jesus breaking bad you are not gonna <laughs> fucking drink my cough syrup and she's like are you sure i can't have some i said are you sick then no you can't have some that's a weird request yeah you're uh you're married to jesse pickman she she's different man I, she doesn't even watch ozark like me i mean it's a bad deal man he's the reason that they make you uh hand over your id and, and mark down how many bottles of nyquil you're buying at the store absolutely she's like is that over the counter well it should be no madam you're she's the reason like, it's not i'll take a bottle of nyquil on a straw please oh my god dude when she had real quick she when she had her abdominal surgery there was a uh she took a a pain pill when she really didn't need it Mm -hmm. and it was bad i mean it treated like when you're on when you need it it goes to your pain when you don't need it uh it fucks you up and now you're living on the street giving (laughs) blowies for money like that's But she, she was like lights out. And I was like, why'd you do this? You're addicted to the drugs or what is Oxycontin? What is it? 
bad uh, deal, man. Opioid crisis. <laughs> man, it's a serious problem. But it, it could be. And uh, luckily, she got help. She's good now. No, <laughs> she's she's good. She's good. She's going to be pissed when she hears this. No, she, we laugh often. We laugh about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad she's better. I'm glad you're better. Let's uh, let's have no yeah, more COVID dude. in the in the podcast. That would be nice. I hope, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, enough of it, man. But uh, anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the Sporting KC preseason game first. Though, if you have not yet left us a five star rating and review, we would appreciate it if you did. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave us that five star rating and review. Go on Spotify, leave us that five star rating because we don't say racist things like some of the big time Spotify podcasters. So. Holy uh, moly. I didn't know where you were going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dwayne, the rock Johnson has not had to backtrack his support of no other pod. So there's that. That That implies that he's a publicly sported. (laughs) He's a WrestleMania main eventer. So he knows what he's talking about. That's true. Yeah. So we'll see. Give us that five-star rating and review. And, but let's, let's talk a little bit about this sporting KC preseason game. Uh, First goal of uh, the 2022 preseason campaign. Um, we were out in, against uh, Portland uh, last week. Um, ended up being a 2-2 draw. The most interesting part of this game, perhaps for me, is I think we maybe kind of sort of got a view into what might be the first choice 11 come maybe starting, uh, which is interesting well, because... The short list. Yeah, Jose, Jose Mari, I had sort of penciled in as the starting number six he kind of took over that once he joined skc uh the last half of of 2021 and he still very well might be but if you look at the starting 11 for the first half of this game i mean Amelia, zussi ec fontas ben sweat that's probably the starting back line right now and then you had a midfielder of uh remy voltaire yuri roselle and roger espinoza and we know gadikin is not going to be available so that might be the midfield that starts the season and then uh, Johnny Kyrie and Daniel Shallowy in the front three. That's basically the 11. It seems. Sounds about right. Um, you said, what? what's you said that was most surprising to you. Uh, what was not surprising to me was that they uh, salvaged the draw at the very last of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, you don't say uh, I've heard this. I've heard on, this on brand for, for sporting KC at times, it, it would seem. Well, I uh, didn't want to carry that into this year. You know, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Preseason only tells you so much. There have been NFL teams that have gone four and zero in the preseason. I think the year the lions went zero and 16, I'm almost positive. They went four and zero in the preseason. Yeah. So, uh, you might, you might be right about that. I know the chiefs have had many terrible seasons after a great preseason. Let's see this. It was it was a 2008 uh, Detroit Lions preseason. Oh, doing this live. I'm proving a point here. Um, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, yep, literally, they were undefeated in the 2008 preseason, and then they went 0 and 16. So, uh, you know, that's not soccer, but we've. I mean, we've finished first in this tournament in Arizona and ended up having mass seasons. We've, we've not won a game in Arizona and ended up being just fine. So I think really what these games in Arizona are about, it's not, I mean, ideally, yeah, win all the games, but don't get hung up on the results so much, get hung up on are people getting into shape? Are they um, reaching full fitness? Are they looking like they're in form? Are they building chemistry with each other? And for me, 
what got me excited was that first half, which with that 11, that was close to the first choice 11. I don't know for, for Portland necessarily what their uh, lineup looked like in the first half. It, it doesn't say here in the recap. And obviously we didn't get a full um, like stream of the game like we did the first game. But, you know, EC getting on the score sheet, opening the scoring um, because he charged forward into the attacking third and sent the ball out wide to Zussi, who who dribbled a little bit and then sent a cross back into the penalty area. And then EC got on the, the, the end of it and put it in the back of the goal. Like, if you have a, an athletic center back who can add a dimension like that into the attack, that's kind of exciting. That was exciting to see. Uh, little Little replays of it here and there. But they did not stream this game. Is that correct? They did not. Right. A uh, little good news for this week's preseason game, though. It is getting streamed mm-hmm. this Saturday. So I didn't know if you com. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there to was a game today, <laughs> Wednesday, but there is no no game. No stream. Uh, no game. They, they oh, had to cancel the game. That's right. No game. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but I'm excited that EC is getting involved. Like, EC is one of those players yeah. where I am so excited to see what he looks like with a full season, uh, hopefully healthy because he looked great to start the year last year then had some injury sure. issues and then came back and looked good at the end but like imagine him and font if fontas can keep up his form from last year where he could have been defender of the year and you have a healthy ec next one that's a deadly center back combo dude i mean we could return to defensive greatness if those two were together the whole year i mean in in my time following Sporting KC, uh, you know, and I really started paying attention, you know, eight, nine years ago. Um, it, Beasler and, and Ike, that was the best center back pairing when, you know, at Ike at full health and he was winning defender of the year and Beasler was, was sort of in the back half of his prime. Uh, that was a fantastic center back pairing. And there's some similarities here to me in that, okay, we got a left foot, slightly slower center back in Fontas and then EC who brings, um, the athleticism um, and, and the, the offensive ability that Ike had, because Ike was a threat in the final third and he did, he wasn't scared to move up and, and, and be there either as an aerial threat or to try to get on the end of a ball, but he had the athletic ability to get back and make up ground. If, if suddenly there was a break the other way and EC seems like he's, he's close to the same for me. So I think so, man, it's all confidence is the name of the game too, but you can always tell a defender uh, how much confidence they have by how willing they are to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can notice in, in any aspect of the game, professional all the way to recreational, you can always see like, oh, is that defender going to come come down on corner kicks or mm-hmm. uh, are they going to stay back? You know? Yeah. And and we've missed that threat from the center back spot. I feel like, you know, when Poonchech came over, I didn't know a lot about him, but there were some reports that he had that athletic ability and, and that he could sort of fill that hole that Ike left. And that never really panned out and God knows what happened. And he just kind of went away. Um, but yeah, but EC, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and then even after that, you know, Voltaire had a free kick that, that just about was a goal, but it was a last second uh, save from, from the keeper that, that kept it out. Um, Johnny Russell, opened his scoring in the preseason where he, uh, he went down the right wing, cut into the, the uh, left side of uh, or cut onto his left foot and then hit the ball into the left corner, which was like vintage, like 2017, Johnny Russell. So, you know, yeah. I mean, that's what he likes to do. Two zero at the half with your first choice 11 out there. You know, that's, that's pretty good. So yeah, that's how you got to view these games though. Right now. Right. You don't even, you can't judge the game as a whole, 
because right. both halves have different lineups. So a two nil victory for what could be the starting lineup. Yeah. And, and, you know, the second half, it was mostly SKC players who were out there. There was one SKC two player and, uh, um, <clears throat> Jankic. don't know how you say that name, but, uh, you know, the rest of it was, was Pulse Camp, Caden Pierre, uh, Robert Volder, and Logan and Denbe made their uh, SKC debuts. Uh, Jose Mari, Felipe Hernandez, Cam Duke, Grayson Barber, Ozzy Cisneros, and Tyler Freeman. We want those guys to come along. I don't love that a lot of our young guys and, and some of our new guys gave up two goals and got outscored 2-0 in the second half and gave up a 90th minute goal that sort of um, cut the draw to be finalized for Portland at the last minute. But, you know. These are young guys. They just need more time and more minutes together. So, well, did you see Cam Duke played uh, a little bit in both halves? He did. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Got to play with both sets. So mm-hmm. he came in in the thirty-fifth uh, minute. If you're being used for if you're being used in all the different formations and lineups. It's like it's fair to say you might have a large job. Yeah, he's going to get significant minutes this year. I think. Yeah, at various positions. I, I think Peter Vermees was one hundred percent honest when he was saying that hey we're probably gonna see cam at right back sometimes we're gonna see him at midfield sometimes like cam can literally play on all three lines that's exciting i mean i like him i like him at all i I like him a lot you know yeah he he brings pace that you know not a lot of the rest of the first team has at least in the in the way that he like he's probably the fastest guy since jerso i would say like he i mean when he comes on I got he's pretty fast too, but but Duke, I don't know. There's something about him. Maybe it's just the way he plays. Um, when he comes on the field and he goes full sprint, I'm just like, damn, that dude is the fastest guy on the field. Yeah. So I don't know. Huh. I'm excited. I'm excited to see more Cam Duke this year. It'll be good. Oh yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. So like, like you said, the next game um is Saturday, uh, 5:30 p.m. against Phoenix Rising. Uh, and then there's one more after that, February 19th against Toronto FC. Uh, and that's in Austin, Texas. So that'll be interesting. Um, and, you know, we still have uh, the impending arrival of uh, Marino Zionis, the new uh, winger that was signed. We haven't seen him yet. Um, SKC2 made an acquisition, uh, a striker from Ghana, 19 years old, Ralph Salifu. Um, maybe we'll see a little bit of him in uh, preseason uh, he was announced as an SKC two acquisition, but you know, maybe you sign a 19 year old center forward. And, and even if he goes to SKC two, maybe they're, they're obviously looking to him as like, this could be a future in a year or two now signing for sporting KC. So. Yeah, maybe so, but they'll, they start preseason this this weekend, don't they? Or they, they got a game at least SKC two. Uh, they, I, that's a good question. I don't actually know. I know the MLS Next Pro season kicks off in late March. Um, oh, hold up now. Sorry. They got their SKC2 first preseason competition next Saturday, the 19th. Okay. So I thought it was this Saturday. So we probably won't see him in Arizona, but we'll at least get to see him with the SKC2, SKC2 preseason. So, yeah. It's interesting. Some new signings. Um, you know, there's still probably at least one more signing coming for, for Sporting KC, and it's probably going to be a striker. Um, we talked last week about the rumors about uh, Jose Juan Macias, the, the Mexican striker from Chivas, and there were rumors linking Sporting KC to him. Um, 
apparently that is not happening. Sporting KC did reportedly make an offer, but um, it, it didn't really go much farther than that. So that fell apart, which is a, a little bit of a bummer because he would have been huge in terms of, uh, you know, uh, an acquisition. Uh, but then I, I can confirm Salifu is indeed in Arizona for preseason. Oh, he is. Okay. Awesome. They have the, they have the players listed and they have a little asterisk saying who's in Arizona. Perfect. Well, I'm excited to see him get some minutes. Maybe we'll see what, uh, what he's all yeah. about. Um, so. But this was an interesting little tidbit. We saw, you know, Josie Altador uh, signed with the new England revolution. Um, interesting who broke that story. It was Mark Stein on Twitter, who's an NBA reporter. And somehow he really got this story before all of the MLS reporters. Yeah. He, it was like NBA trade deadline tweets. And he was like, a break from NBA news. Uh, U.S. men's national team striker Josie Altador is, is signing with the New England Revolution. And I was like, how did you get this story? Um, yeah, who told him that? I don't know. It's weird. But, uh, but Altador signing with the Revolution. But this is the interesting tidbit. Um, if you look at uh, Jeff Carlisle's story on ESPN.com, he says, multiple sources also told ESPN that Sporting Kansas City were among the teams vying for Altador's signature and they thought they were close to finalizing a deal but family considerations meant that the player ultimately opted for the refs so okay i mean you my friend were the one who i believe very last week if not the week before yeah i mean we're talking about Josie Altador as an option for Sporting Kansas City you and know sometimes I feel like I say some stupid, dumb stuff where it's like, does this guy even know anything about the sport? And then occasionally I surprise myself and I'm like, maybe I know what the hell I'm talking about because we were actually trying to get this guy. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of weird. Yeah. You know, and I, I ultimately it would have been an interesting fit because I don't know, like he's had a lot of injury concerns. We went through his injury history a little bit when we were talking about it before. My biggest concern with outdoor would have been, would he play defense and would he have the work rate that Peter requires out of a center forward in his system? I don't know, but mm, yeah, true. It is interesting to me. It's, I, I don't know how to feel about it, honestly, because part of me is like, okay, well they're, they're swinging for the fences. Even if Josie's 32, like, you know, he's an established player. He's not what he once was, but that's, that's a pretty good backup plan. But then I'm also kind of like the fences. I mean, well, there's that, you know, we're playing T-ball here. But um, yeah, the, my second thought is like, okay, well, if we're to the point where we're now going for older strikers who don't quite fit the system that well, like, are we on plan like W now? Like how, how much long, how many more plans do we have? So, well, I don't know. You kind of want, I mean, weren't there probably other and cheaper options, I guess. I don't, I don't know, man, it's a risk and revolution want to take it. So let them and, not a hard decision for Josie. Do I want to go? Are you asking me if I want to go to the Midwest or go to the number one team in the league last year? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Rebs were the best regular season team by far. They were um, record breaking team. And, and they have a, you know, a midfield led by Carlos Hill um, and, and they have a striker and in Gustavo. Arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, all I can say is uh, it's always nice to, to beat them, you know, beat the team that you lost a player to or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you, you, ever know, done, you ever play your friend's team or something like back when you were young and your, your friends on the other team mm-hmm. or your cousin or something, mm-hmm. you want to beat your cousin. Yeah. My cousin and I are the same age. We're always going against each other in basketball <laughs> and stuff. 
it's crazy, man. I was like, can't we just go to the same school? Yeah. No, you want the bragging rights. So when you go over for the holiday, you're like, yeah, I remember when I put up 32 on you. That's kind of what <laughs> it is. So, I mean, you kind of want to spank the revolution. Not only were they the supporter shield winners, but they now have Josie out the door. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in. Um, the reason it's injured right away. Well, that's possible. And, and how annoying yeah. would that be if sporting signed him? And then, you know, that that's the other thing that, you know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Well, but I mean, we, we sign a guy who has an injury history to replace our currently injured striker who has an injury history. So yeah, that would it's be sporting Casey's luck to like have him go down with a knee injury in like the second game. But oh, yeah, there I, I do still expect a strikers coming at some point. I don't know exactly when, but Brian Bliss, the Sporting KC technical director, uh, talked to Goal um, uh, about a week, a little more than a week ago. Um, he was talking really? about Jose Juan Macias, and he was he, you know, just basically said he's a good player. We know about him. We know of his abilities. It's about all he can say. But then he was quoted, and this isn't a Google Translate from from Spanish that I'm reading via MLSsoccer.com. But apparently Brian Bliss said, we are only looking for one player, the striker, the scorer. We have an open roster spot and budget space for a number nine this season to help compensate for the loss of Alan Polito. We hope to close the player and have him arrive before the season. Unfortunately, time has passed. We know that we're going to have all the players in the season, not in the preseason, but we're doing well. Um, We hope in the next three weeks to have a new number nine for the season. So they're actively out there hunting to bring in a striker. That's wild, man. That is wild. And if say you sign a striker, a number nine in three weeks time, which is, Oh, I don't know the season. Like it's when we start, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're out there and how was I saying you bring him in, is he going to play right away? Why I mean, not? no. Right. You got to get fit. You got to get used to the system. Like it, it's probably a week or two, at least before he makes an appearance, you know, didn't host, wasn't Jose Maury the one that played like immediately. He with came no in training? super fast. Yeah. I don't even think he had a training session. Peter I said think he was just on the roster because we needed him. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were real thin at midfield at that point. And I think that's when Peter was like, and it was usually, away. yeah, I think that was after that where Peter was like, usually you try to give him a couple weeks, but yeah. you know, and even then like, I had they're no not, choice. They're not fully acclimated after a couple of weeks. It probably takes two, three months yeah. to really get acclimated. We probably um, don't even start that new striker if they come right then because and we'll probably do the Kyrie route, you know, mm-hmm. just roll with that. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we'll we'll get somebody that there's gonna be another striker on this roster in the next month or two. It's just a question well, of yeah. who is it? Have you so. spoken to Brian Bliss? That man is intense. <laughs> you do not doubt him. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. Yeah. There, there's options out there. It's just a question of which option ends up working out and, and which one fits the system. So, yeah, we'll see. Have you have you spoken to Brian Bliss before? Uh, not like individually, but in like a press okay. conference type setting. He, he's, so. he was so fun, so chill, right? At the adult fantasy camp we went to. Yeah. But like, he was intense too, man. Like he was, he's pretty direct. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is like, this is like soccer training right now. This is something different. <laughs> he's got to whip you into shape. I guess, so. man. I was like, I, I'm, I'm not Jacob Peterson. Stop putting me at every position. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jacob Peterson. We appreciate you. Oh, he hit us up uh, about last week's, <laughs> you know, you thought he could, he could pull some strings to get me on the, uh, 
Don Carleone fashion show, whatever they're hosting. <laughs> what is that thing called? The Christian Michaels runway review. Yeah. And he said he didn't have any poll. So we do I, we do appreciate our best friend Jacob Peterson following up with us. <laughs> uh, let's uh let's look at some of the questions that we got here. Um let's see, Thomas Farrell. I gotta say, I always appreciate Thomas Farrell's questions and, and tweets because they're always well-researched and they come with stats, um, you know, screenshots, like, you know, you're, you're, you're not coming with a question from Thomas Farrow that that's not like he's, he's looked into this, researched it, and now has an informed question. So there are things I've read from him that, that I'm like, I haven't even heard that yet. Like where, (laughs) where's that coming from? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But he says, you know, Vermees has an impressive record of success. He's built a player development system here at Sporting that produces first-team players. Buzio is the standard for all future homegrown players. The only change that MLS needs to make is to get rid of the protected territories for homegrown players. What are your thoughts? And then he has this screenshot of where he's like, here's the Peter Vermees era, and he's got playoff appearances and 10 playoff appearances to two missed, and he's made 83.3% of the playoffs in the season with one MLS Cup and – you know, how many U S open cup finals and appearances and championships. And, you know, the, the success speaks. So for he's itself. saying to, he's saying to fire for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he brings up the protected territories for homegrown players. I, I don't see the league ever getting rid of that. What what's interesting though is. No, this is America. Land is not free. <laughs> Territory is a price. Well, what's interesting, though, is as more teams come into the league, like St. Louis City, is SKC loses a little bit or other clubs lose a little bit of their homegrown protected territory because suddenly St. Louis, which was once an SKC territory, is no longer an SKC territory because now it's understandably St. Louis cities. So I don't know. It it is. We'll see how it continues to evolve. You know, whatever the system is now probably won't be the system five years from now because every year MLS comes up with some weird new rule. But I don't yeah. think it's oh, I love anywhere. weird new rules, dude. So fun. <laughs> MLS is like a reality show, just waiting for the next big twist, like an episode of Big Brother, you know? Right. It's like with some of the roster rules, man. I feel like they have it's like a giant like spinning wheel at the MLS office. They're like, which new rule are we adding this year? And they spin it and they're like, ah, new 22 oh, under man. 2022 signing or whatever. So we're bringing just... back goalkeeper wars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they did, I would like it. So, I mean, they still do it like at the all-star game, don't they? At the, or like the, do they not do that? Do they do a challenge beforehand or something? Skills challenge. Yeah. They do a skills challenge. They don't. And the goalkeeper thing isn't. There's no goalie wars anymore now. Oh, okay. There should be. But yeah, they'll bring that back. Uh, Anthony Martinez says, what do you think the ceiling is for this 2022 SKC team with the current roster we have now? that's always a tough question yeah i mean i think the ceiling is a uh i think it's playoff berth for sure yeah like this seems like a talented squad um could be a frustrating year though but it's just we don't know yet you know i just i don't feel comfortable yet i would feel pretty good about this roster at like potentially being a top three roster in the west were it not for the giant hole at striker, which is, is a big problem. And it's not that I dislike yeah. Kyrie. It's just that Kyrie's not going to be able to be the striker for 34 games. 
So right. that you know, and and I still I'd like another right back. It's not that I don't like Zusi. It's just that I don't think Zusi's going to be able to play thirty four games. So oh, you wait, my friend. <laughs> Am I gonna or am I doing a Zeusy what, what people were doing to Tom Brady 12 years ago? It's like he's on the downhill. Maybe. He's getting older. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, Zeusy's not getting older. The way he still moves and stuff, I mean, he's doing good. Let's get Zeus on the TB12 diet. Let's get Alex Guerrero, the doctor who helped Tom Brady over here. And you know. But in all honesty, let's get Zeusy on the podcast and talk to him about his secrets and how he's tried to you know how he stayed so fit yeah. that's dude that's, that's beneficial i'm i'm thinking about listeners but also myself i'm like <laughs> just t- just talk to me guru like what yeah. what do i do is it is it foam rolling because i do that all the time it's doing nothing <laughs> you know? well i know like tom brady he his crazy method he like he didn't eat strawberries because strawberries had something in it like he wouldn't eat strawberries he wouldn't eat avocado he wouldn't eat like stuff yeah. that like seem like are totally fine for you, but whatever his method to his madness was, like just couldn't eat any of it. So, well, um, it's it's I guess it's similar to like the the paleo diet, isn't that like a that's a thing? No, yeah. what what keto? Or, not, keto, keto's the the one that's like not good for you. There, like keto, from my understanding and my non medical opinion or non medical understanding, was like was designed for a very specific reason for people like with actual like health issues that like require this certain diet, like at certain times, but wasn't meant to be like a permanent diet. So if you only eat keto, like as a way to lose weight, just because like a lot of doctors and nutritionists will tell you, don't do that. But, uh, you know, that's a little bit out of my lane. It's not like being a vegan or vegetarian, which it's not meant to be. It's meant to be a lifetime keto is not it's not a lifestyle yeah it's um it was so the ketogenic diet was introduced by modern modern physicians as a treatment for epilepsy in the 1920s so jesus christ (laughs) there you (laughs) go that's insane yeah from the mayo clinic so it's um you know now it's become a thing but there you go this has been your learning your your uh science segment here on no other pod Hey, I dig it, man. So you, dude, you get information from all over the place all, all throughout your life. You never know. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. know. Sorry, I, COVID, COVID coups over here talking. COVID coups. Playoffs, it's not good. Playoffs possibility outside. I, I, I don't know. This is MLS Cup competing roster as it currently stands, but I said that last year, and we ended up winning the West just about almost. So, or at least on decision day, we could have won the West. So yeah, very true um let's see here uh daniel gooden points out that st louis city picked up juan cuzane um so good for him i enjoyed him when he was here on on sporting kc um they they signed him now he's closer to home yeah he's from uh, carbondale illinois yeah so he was uh he was signed um on monday so you know he said he's excited to take all last year off he might have. I didn't see him anywhere. I don't know if he played anywhere. I don't know if he, well, yeah, I don't know. He was with Rio Grande Valley FC. That might have been where he played a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. So, That's what he did. But, you know, oh, good hey, for him. I enjoyed him when he was here. I, I wish him success, just not when he plays us. So, oh, yeah. 
and I, a little more fun to go watch their games up there. I think they might have actually signed him though for St. Louis City too. Like I think this might be an MLS Next Pro signing. So oh, we'll see. Okay, whatever works, man. So he'll we be, didn't play him all that much. So no, we'll be playing SKC too. Um, let's see here. Uh, before we get to our, you know, maybe our final question, I did want to point out because we've gotten a number of questions about these over the years, and and someone sent me a message that said they have been told, and I I can't, I'm not going to out this person because I I can't vet them as a, an official source, and and I don't know who their source was, but somebody has apparently told me that SKC has finalized a journey a jersey sponsor. They didn't say the who same it message. was. You did? Okay. So we'll see probably if that's from the same person. Probably. We'll see if that's true. I don't want to put this person's business out there, but supposedly SKC have a Jersey sponsor that they're announcing. Um, well, it would make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I don't think the victory project thing, we talked about this before, wasn't meant to be an, an indefinite thing. So right. we'll see, but it's probably what a burger since we got my homes now, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Um, Big old W, right? And that, yeah. that all it'd be? Yeah, be, be that giant W. Uh, make the Texas teams a little jealous. Uh, but no joke. they did announce that on February 27th at West 39th Street, there will be what they're calling a state line block party with a watch party, drink specials, yeah. live music, yard games. Um, so, I, I mean... Are you going out there? I don't know if I'm going to go out there. At first, I was thinking that maybe they do a Jersey announcement, but then I realized, no, that's the actual date of, of the first away game. So unless they literally save yeah. it to announce it like that morning, right before the first game, which they could, I guess. Yeah. But you know, it's starting at 11 AM. The game's not until 2 PM. Um, but you know, they're, they're really leaning into this sort of like state line theme, nine, one, three, eight, one, six. And it, it makes me wonder if the state line motif is going to come back to the, the the secondary jersey and somehow i don't know sure yeah everyone you know everyone's a conspiracy theorist around this time you know <laughs> reading into everything so just yeah. uh everyone just stay patient and enjoy you guys treating this like a murder mystery <laughs> people are always looking What's at his like motive damn it the graphics on sportingkc.com and they're like hmm what do i see here that indicates that it might be something that that tips off with the next jersey because they do right match their graphics with the they jersey do. uh but yeah. i don't know i haven't seen anything that really gives any no. sort of tip-offs <laughs> so funny dude motive and opportunity trying to figure it out <laughs> but i am curious to, to see what happens so hopefully yeah, it's not going to be long i mean look it's february 9th now our first game's february 27th in the next week, you know, probably not crazy. next week, but the next next couple of weeks, we'll we'll know what the jersey looks like. My goodness, that it was three weeks from this weekend. Two and a right? half, or two. It'll be two weeks from this weekend. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from Sunday is the first game of the twenty twenty two season. That's exciting. We're almost there. So, um. Let's get to our last question, which kind of transitions us into another topic we wanted to talk about. Daniel Gooden said, how do you feel about the U.S. men's national team playing in Minnesota with two players getting treated for hypothermia? And I'm not laughing because it's uh, funny that two players got treated for hypothermia. It's just this is the ridiculousness of this situation. Um, 
the U.S. men's national team played at Allianz Field in, in Minneapolis in like negative 14 degree weather. Uh, they beat Honduras 3-0. Obviously, Honduras is not used to playing in negative 14 degree weather. Um, I don't know if you saw the reports, but like the Minnesota Vikings had to give like cold weather equipment to the teams to use in the game because the teams didn't have it. Right. Um, Which why would they? But, you know, you can look at this two ways. One way, though, oh, my gosh, why would you play there? Or the other way, wow, you really conquered calf Honduras. Good, you know, respect. Like, that shit, dude, we never have good circumstances when we play them, you know, when we go there. Right. People throw bottles of pee at you sure. in Mexico. But, like, when you talk, because Greg was doing this. Greg Barrelter was like, well, we go, down there, we go down there and play 90-degree weather. Nobody complains about it. They don't have many options. They only have a limited number of FIFA approved stadiums and the weather in the entire country is uniform. Like you can't go to different parts sure. of Honduras where you can have a 90 degree weather or 60 degree weather. If you go down to Honduras yeah. and it's 90 degrees in one part of Honduras, it's probably 90 degrees in the other part of Honduras. If you go to the United States, you can have negative 14 degrees in Minnesota, or you could go to Charlotte and play in like 50 degree weather. And it could be in a, a city that's getting a new MLS team this year, and you're gonna have a bunch of fans who are just as willing to go to that game. So man, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the heel role right now and be like, U.S. Soccer knew we needed a win, man. We're trying to qualify for the World Cup up in here, all right? Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. Come play in our our Minnesota stadium. And you Welcome don't think that supposedly the most talented team we've ever had can't beat arguably the worst team of the last ten years in Concacaf without playing in negative fourteen degree weather? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but all I know <laughs> is that, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's petty to think about. I wish people weren't petty like that. I hope it's not true, but yeah, well, it would suck to play in those conditions, man. They tried to say, Oh, it's cause we wanted to have weather consistency from the game in Canada. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, for travel reasons when it was closer to get to the East coast than it was to Minneapolis from where they were. And Greg was like, well, nobody was complaining about the weather in Canada. And that's cause it's like, it's cold everywhere in goddamn Canada in February. Like it's not the United States. There are warmer places in the true. more Southern parts of the United States. But I think just the thing that rubbed me the wrong way about it was like the arrogance and the dismissiveness of it. When two Honduras national team players were literally being treated for hypothermia. And even your own player, Reggie Cannon, looks like he has the early stages of frostbite on his ears. He put up a picture after the game and he put up, he had a quote where he was like, amazing feeling to get the three points. Super happy to battle it out with my brothers. One more window left. Respectfully, though, I will never be doing that again. Even no. the U.S. players are like, I'm not. This is bullshit. Yeah, absolutely, dude. They didn't want to do that. <laughs> The most ridiculous thing was Matt Turner supposedly had his uh, hand warmer approved before the game. And two minutes in, the ref was like, nope, can't have it. Take it off. Run it off to the sideline. and made oh, him get rid Lord. of it in the middle of the game. That's terrible. I just, I don't know. I think just like the open defiance from Greg and the U.S. Soccer Federation is what really rubbed me the wrong way about this. And like, I get it. But like, at one point, it was literally negative 17 degrees. And it's just you're literally giving people hypothermia. I don't think it's worth that. Like we gotta be better than that. I would say. <laughs> so I don't know, man, it's wild, but uh, I think that's about all I have for this week. You got anything else for our good listeners? Oh, buddy. Um, 
no man everyone just everyone hang in there we we're we're almost back mm-hmm. you know we're almost back to soccer and and uh you know keep masking up and all that stuff because i'm i'm cursing every one of you anti-maskers that's for <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah we uh hey, but, you know well i knew the risks buddy i knew the risks i'm like hey <laughs> money spent money is spent we're gonna go to a wrestling event turns out wrestling event also comes with a free case of covid have, have take it on your way out <laughs> i mean of all the events to, to catch it somewhere I'm, i can't say i'm overly surprised the royal rumble that happened with all those people there but but maybe you had a good time i could have caught it playing a soccer game you could have you know who knows where i had someone there so if i caught it it might have been just in my office when i had to go in and i was wearing a mask so who knows you catch it anywhere i think it's just it's just in the air dude it's mm-hmm. walking dead everyone's a zombie when they die you know it's it's just rough i hate yeah. everything so masks are going to be the new current no covid tests are the new currency trying to get a test (laughs) right yeah that's literally we're going to be trading you know bartering covid tests instead of using the dollar in six months from now yeah so (laughs) i'll give you two covid tests for a loaf of bread (laughs) (laughs) uh well we're just a couple weeks away from uh from doing our first actual like live mls preview episode so we'll see um we got a couple of couple of guest spots coming up in in the next couple weeks on some other podcasts we'll promote those as we record those um on an i80 sports podcast and and an atlanta podcast we're going behind enemy lines again did that a couple years ago doing it again so oh man okay cool once once we record those we'll be sure to to let y'all know so you can hear us bring our shenanigans to atlanta sports podcasts and see if they ever invite us back um, hey they are they did again let's do it we'll see i don't think this is the same one we were on is this the same one maybe this is the same one we were on a couple years ago so clearly they don't hate us too much yeah, or they is. forgot yeah yeah so yeah. anyway thank you all so much for listening make sure you go leave us that five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts or on spotify make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jc mac zero three like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com and check out that merch store bitly.com slash no other pod but until next time he's dan i'm jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya covid coups peace Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. 